we're going to be talking about what are the best exercises to build functional muscle in your dog. Now, before we talk about the exercises, it's important to understand what functional means and, you know, the different the differences with just putting on weight on a dog versus putting on functional muscle weight. Those are two completely different things, guys. And a lot of times people get that confused, you know. So basically functional, what that means is <clears throat> you want to increase muscle mass on a dog that's functional, meaning the dog could perform, is still agile, does not lose any endurance, um, and can function in daily activities and in sports like an athlete. Anything that's considered non-functional is where the dog might look big, might look like they're somewhat muscular, but it's not really like quality weight where they could actually function in you know, normal scenarios or in agility scenarios or in sports scenarios. Um, all all non-functional muscle is is just, it's the look and that's it. And, you know, some people like that, which that's fine, you know. Um, but it's not going to have the same quality of look. It's not going to have the same uh, appeal to it. It just won't because when you look at it, it'll look like big, but it's not going to look like that big functional big where the dog could actually do something with it. Uh, whether it's you know, when I say do something with it, I mean whether it's guarding the house, whether it's doing protection work, whether it's doing um, some kind of a sport or agility show, whether it's a, a military dog, whether it's a cadaver dog, whether it's a search and rescue dog, it doesn't matter. It's always best to put functional muscle on your dog because functional muscle is real muscle. That muscle does not go away easily ever, you know. Um, and it's actually healthy for the dog because it's not overly straining the dog because it's actually like quality muscle. So it's really important not to confuse the two. Uh, it's super important because a lot of people do confuse the two. They think it's the same thing. It's not, you know. And, um, you know, a, uh, like, for example, <clears throat> a good example is um, like, you know, um, in the you, you see a lot of dogs in the American bully world that there's some that are heavily muscled and they could actually move. And then there's some that they're muscled, but they look more fat than anything else. And they're not really able to do much other than just pretty much stand there and pose, you know. And the thing is that if that's what you like, that's what you like. But we are not talking about that kind of muscle whatsoever. We don't consider that functional muscle whatsoever. So just keep that in mind here. Um, everything we talk about on this channel is to help increase functional muscle on your dog. And which is going to be, you know, healthy muscle. Anyways, so back to the topic. What are the best exercises to build functional muscle in your dog? Uh, the number one, in my opinion, you know, it's kind of hard to pick between number one and two because I think they're pretty much on the same level. But it's sled pull and tire pull. Basically, those two workouts, all you have to do is perform these workouts for maybe 15 minutes each. And you could just perform... For example, on Mondays, you could perform tire pull, and on Tuesdays, you could perform sled pull. It doesn't take that much weight. You never want to go too heavy because going too heavy is going to cause a lot of issues eventually with the dog's joints and spinal cord. You don't want to risk that. You don't want to get into that territory. A lot of dogs develop um, uh, arthritis as they get older anyways, with or without exercise. So the last thing you want to do is add to anything that may you know, cause that you know, to that kind of a negative thing to speed up and going super heavy eventually will take its toll on your dog's joints, no matter what you try to do. Even if you do it correctly, um, you know, it, it, it'll take its toll. So just make sure that 
you keep the weight light to medium heavy max. That's it. Don't ever go more than medium heavy and you should never have a problem with arthritis. But again, remember, a lot of dogs develop arthritis even without any kind of weight training whatsoever. So, you know, keep that in mind also. But I would say sled pull and tire pull would be considered number one. Those two are pretty much the same. It doesn't really matter which one you pick. Some people just prefer to use a tire because it's easier to get a hold of. Um, some people uh, prefer to use a sled. Some people think that using a tire provides extra resistance because it's dragging and creating more resistance on the dirt, dirt ground or on the grass ground. So it's adding to the resistance, which is also a little bit true too. Um, but, you know, some people just prefer the sled. So it, it's really your call. You could do them both or you could uh, do one or the other. But the good thing about this is that this it helps increase um, a lean functional muscle mass. This focuses on the fast twitch muscle fibers, which is the size and power fibers of the dog. But this also focuses on the slow twitch muscle fibers, which is the cut and defined fibers. So this these two exercises covers both of those types of muscle fibers. So you'll get a dog that's big and muscular and cut at the same time, you know. And that's the best way to uh, do it. And, um, you know, uh, another exercise which is really, really good for the dogs that a lot of people don't talk about is um, a weighted harness. I like to use the weighted harnesses that use sand instead of weights because the sand is being used as the weight, but it's easier on the dog's body when it's resting on the dog's body. And a lot of these are never heavier than maybe 20 pounds. So um, some people may get the wrong idea. They might think, hey, you know what? This is not heavier than 20 pounds. And my dog weighs like 150 pounds. This 20 pounds is a joke. Although that may sound true, it's actually not a joke because when the weight is sitting on the dog, it's actually that 20 pounds is actually a lot heavier uh, than what it seems. And it will cause the dogs to get a muscle pump. Like, for example, let's say you put that on your dog and you take him for a short walk, maybe about 15 minutes. By the time that walk is over, your dog will have a pump, a muscle pump. And that tells you it's working. Now, when you're dealing with weight training or, or you know, building muscle and all that kind of stuff uh, in dogs, remember, you don't want to go heavy. There's, that's a common myth that a lot of people fall for. They think that they have to go heavy. And I was one of those people at one point. But it's really stupid. Um, I mean, you could do it if you have something to prove, maybe. I don't know, you know. But we're building this for functionality we're not building this to show whose dog could pull the most weight we don't care whose dog could pull the most weight um for example a really good example is you have professional athletes that are power lifters their whole thing is they have to lift the heaviest weight and that's cool that's what they do that's their thing there's nothing wrong with that then you have the athletes such as um you know uh, professional football players uh linebackers uh, professional um, uh, MMA fighters, you have professional boxers, you have uh, professional, um, you know, pretty much any sport you want to talk about, um, you know, people who do CrossFit and all that kind of stuff. Now, they're not going super duper heavy, they're doing more reps. And that's the similar kind of philosophy we're following here, because the reps is actually what's going to cause the best muscle gains in your dog. It's also going to cause the least amount of stress on the joint. So you're going to get more longevity out of your dog, which is the key. So again, if you choose to go super heavy with weight pull, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but just be very careful when you do it. Do it correctly. Would I do it? No. Do I recommend it? No. Um, have I done it before? Yes. Uh, will I ever do it again? No. Because the thing is that it's just, it's, 
all the benefits are not all, you know, like what they try to act like they are. They're really not. And I've noticed dogs build 10 times better muscle with using lighter weight. And, you know, so why am I going to have my dog pull like 10,000 pounds when I could have him just pull a sled around with like a 45 pound plate on the back and just have him pull that around? Like, why am I going to have him pull so much more just to injure his joints? I'm not going to do that, you know, like, I'm just not going to do it. Anyways. That's another really good exercise is the, um, the weighted harness. Um, just make sure you get the right kind of harness for your dog. Make sure it fits good. And, um, you know, that's about it. Now, another uh, exercise. This one is more for endurance and to build jaw strength. And it'll build neck muscles and all that kind of good stuff. But spring pole, it's, it's decent. It's decent. It, it definitely does work. It's not really going to be directly stimulating the right kind of muscle groups in the dog's body to really help build a super, super impressive physique. What it will help with is jaw strength. It'll help with uh, the neck muscles to some degree. So it definitely has its place in the workout program, depending on what your dog needs, you know. But overall, to build the overall body, the chest, the outer uh, shoulders, the inner, uh, the inner chest, uh, the traps, the upper back, the lower back, um, you know, all those different muscle groups on the dog, the two main exercises that will cover both of those for sure is um, uh, tire pull and sled, basically almost the same thing. Uh, you could pick either tire pull or sled. And the other one is the, um, the weighted harness. Some people like to perform those two together, meaning they'll put the weighted harness on the dog and have them pull a sled around. You could do that if you want to. I personally don't like to. I like to have one or the other. That way you don't confuse the dog. Remember, you don't want to confuse the dog. And you don't want to make it so hard to the point where it becomes ridiculous. Because, you know, there is a such thing as training hard. But at the same time, you don't want to be stupid about it. And I feel that putting the harness on the dog and having to pull the sled around at the same time is, is kind of stupid. Because it's just putting unnecessary uh, pressure in the wrong area of the dog and it's going to cause like confusion to some dogs now some dogs may not care they'll just do it and if you got one of those dogs yeah that's fine you know that's great for you but i would not recommend to do it like that just because you want to focus on one exercise at a time not two at the same time so again you know that's your guys's call now another thing is when you perform these exercises, how many sets and reps and all that kind of stuff should you do the best thing to do is this you want when you're performing like a tire pull or sled pull you want to have the dog drag it for about 20 feet stop that counts as one set do like five five of those and you're pretty much done now that shouldn't last more than 15 minutes max and you should give your dog one to three to five minutes rest in between each set now what kind of weight should you use it's better you know like for example like with dragon and even with uh, gorilla man these are some big dudes you know but the maximum I ever go with these guys is a 45-pound plate max. Can they do a lot more? Yeah, they could do like 10 of those plates combined. But do I want them to do that? No. I want the focus and the stress on the muscle, not on the joint. This is the only reason why I say go lighter. Because, you, you'll, you know, some people think that the dog is not going to get as strong when he, um, you know, when he uh, pulls a lighter weight, but that's not true. Actually, he might even get stronger when he pulls a lighter weight, as funny as that sounds, because you're getting more direct stimulation on that muscle. So in real life scenarios, the dog will be a lot stronger, you see. Now, the other thing is that, so back to the sets and the reps and all that kind of stuff, 
So when you do those five sets with one to two to three to five minutes uh, rest in between each set, that's pretty much all you need. You'd be surprised that alone will develop a really good muscular pump in the dog's body, you know, and all you got to do is just get like a special, um, you could actually, you could even use a regular harness so you could get a custom harness. It's your choice, uh, whatever you prefer, but that's the best way to go about it. Now, also the, um, when you do the weighted harness by itself, you basically just take the dog for a walk for about 15 minutes max. That's it. Remember, the reason we keep all these workouts super short is the last thing you want to do is make the dog become bored of the workout. You don't want to do that. Now, if you're one of those people that has a dog that doesn't get bored easily or has so much drive that they'll just keep going, if you want to, you could go for about 30 minutes, but I don't care how much drive they have. You don't want to overdo it because remember one thing. Once you get a pump, you stop. You don't keep going. If you keep going beyond getting a pump, you're pretty much just wasting your time. And there's no point of wasting time, you know, so you don't want to do that. Anyways, guys, I hope I covered uh, some of the basics about what kind of uh, exercises to build functional muscle. Um, and also just remember, it's super, super important to always put the right kind of muscle building supplement uh, that's natural into your dog's program because raw meat and kibble combined or alone will not do the job fully. That just won't happen. Now, those two are the base. There's no doubt. And they have their place, but to really get to that next level, it's really not going to do it, guys. And, you know, um, I know there's a lot of people that would like to disagree with that, but, you know, it really, you know, you guys could believe who you want to believe, but I, I, you know, I've been there, I've done that. And, um, you know, I was one of those people that was lied to a lot too, uh, by some of these so-called, um, uh, so-called, uh, you know, gurus and breeders who thought that they knew what they were talking about. And um, they didn't because whenever I followed their advice, nothing ever resulted in much, you know, and it, did, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that when you keep following their advice and it's not resulting in much and, you know, their dogs are developing 10 times better than yours, but you're following all their advice. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that there's something they're not telling you. And that's exactly my point is there was something they were not telling me. And then, you know, the whole supplement thing, that's when the whole supplement thing started, you know. So um, you got to pick the right supplements. Not all supplements are the same. Not all quality of supplements is the same. Not all supplements are really designed correctly, even if they sound good on paper. It really comes down to, like, you know, how that product was designed to see how effective it's going to be. Uh, it's kind of like a good example is when you see a car, right? For example, you've got like uh, Lexus and then you got Kia. And no offense to Kia owners, but Kia wants you to believe that they're the same as Lexus. They're not. There's differences in quality, huge differences in quality when it comes to the internals and stuff like that. So, you know, it, 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 same thing applies to supplements, you know. And, and, and again, there's nothing wrong with the Kia. It's, it's a great car. Um, you know, they're, they're definitely reliable to some degree, uh, you know. But to compare it to a Lexus is it's a big no no. It's just a big no no, you know. Um, no matter what they say. Anyways, one of the best supplements is the True Champ 2.0. The shit actually works, guys. Literally, um, you know. And you know, you might even have people trying to talk you out of wanting to try supplements. But you got to keep one thing in mind: is that why do they push so hard for you not to try certain things? Is it because they're really trying to help you, or is it because they don't want you to figure out what they've already figured out. What is it? 
you have to decide that for yourself. I can't say. I don't know those people that you guys might be getting advice from, but I've seen it time and time again. I've seen it all over the internet, and all they do is tell you to keep your dog on just a kibble or raw meat, and that's going to do miracles. Now, I will say this. Picking a quality kibble and picking a good raw meat, it, it's going to do a good amount, but really to get to that next level of uh, muscle mass, performance, cuts, uh, just to have that physique which has a serious wow factor, it's not going to do that, guys. It will not do that. Um, seriously, I really hope you understand. But anyways, if you're looking for a good uh, product, True Champ 2.0 um, is pretty serious. I mean, the company the company's pretty damn serious. Um, these people at Buff Canine don't play around. <laughs> you know, they don't play around. Um, they, they have some serious products, and <clears throat> there's been serious testing done. Obviously, these were, um, you know, uh, independent uh, studies that were, you know, funded. But the thing is that <clears throat> they still go above and beyond out of their way to make sure that their products actually do what they say they're going to do. They don't just put something out there to make money only like, you know, like a lot of uh, products out there, you know, and I'm not using any names. You know, we don't want to say anything bad about anybody or any company or any of that crap. You know, we just have to put the right information out there we're not trying to disrespect anybody but anyways there's not a lot of products that could really compete with this stuff and you know i've been doing this for a long time and you know um my dogs have been on this true champ 2.0 and you know i mean for a long time so you know i've seen a lot of different things happen i've had several of my dogs on this stuff <clears throat> and it definitely um it definitely produces like there's no there's no doubt about that you know and once you use it you really start to see the dog will have a better pump he'll have way better recovery more definition more lean muscle mass when you stop giving them the product they still maintain that muscle mass it doesn't go anywhere um <clears throat> you'll notice that the dogs will be much 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 more powerful and they'll be much more calmer too because it lowers stress hormone and, um, you know, there's zero effects on uh, aggression levels. It has nothing to do with aggression levels whatsoever. I mean, if you have an aggressive dog, you have an aggressive dog. This supplement is not going to add to that. It can't. If anything, it'll calm that dog down a little bit, you know. But um, that's basically, you know, how it works. Anyways, until next time. Thanks, guys.